Hey, what's up? It's Josh. Sometimes when I'm editing these podcast episodes, I like to include an out-of-context cold open that only becomes a joke when it's explained later in the episode. And to give you a little bit of context, this cold open included some algebra, some music theory, a lot of patience, and a jump scare. Ahoy there, me hearties. This is Thanks for Participating, the participation podcast for party people. Say that five times fast. I'd rather not. <laughs> if you're just joining us, which all of you are because we literally just started the podcast, I am Josh. And I am Sydney. And we are the hosts of this podcast, Thanks for Participating. Not the other podcast that you listened to yesterday, but this one. Unless you listened to one of our other episodes yesterday, then we were probably the host of that one too. Probably, yeah. If this is your first time listening, it's a podcast that Sydney and I started to introduce each other to some of our favorite things that the other person hasn't experienced before. Since we are newly married, relatively, we just came up on our second year anniversary and we've been doing the podcast for about two years. But that's the whole premise of the show. Now you're all caught up and now we're ready to get started. Yeet. You're not going to be left behind in the dust. All right. Well, it's been kind of a crazy week for us. Well, at least for me. I went to three different states within the last week. <laughs> well, two other states besides our home state. Right, right, right. And you just came with me to one of them. Yeah, so um, we're only going to talk about one of those states today, though, <laughs> since uh, that was the only one that we went to together. As I mentioned before, we just celebrated our two-year anniversary, and for our Ooh. anniversary, we flew to Tennessee. Nashville. You should put in a clip of the Indigo Girls song. Um, I think instead I'll put in a clip of, I'm walking in Memphis, even though Memphis is not Nashville. But the whole time that I've been thinking about, like leading up to the trip in Nashville, I'd like think about it and I'd get that song in my head and I'd be like, yeah. And I remember, oh, we're not going to Memphis. We're going to Nashville. But like in my head, they're, they're the same thing. Like even while we were in Nashville, <laughs> walking down the, walking downtown on Broadway, I'm like, and I'm walking in Memphis. But <laughs> you could see it from just, the plane. Oh, I was asleep. So on the plane ride. Well, on the plane ride there. I mean, I was asleep on the plane ride back too, but. No, I was asleep on the plane ride there. Oh, you were? The last half of it. Yeah. Oh, I guess I wasn't paying attention to you. Yeah, you never do. That's kind of true. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I'm kind of used to just being invisible to cute girls. So <laughs> now you're making me sad. If you're asking, why did we go to Nashville for our anniversary? <laughs> like everyone else in our lives. <laughs> they were like, what are you going to Nashville for? And we're like, uh, we don't know. We'll find out when we get there. <laughs> Just found really cheap flights um, back in like March or something. Plus, it's like Music City and I love music. So. And I don't. So it made for a really interesting vacation. But you had fun. I did have fun. A lot more fun than I expected to have. Good. And not only is it music, it's country, which you despise. Yeah, but not all of it's country. Right. But it's like unavoidable country everywhere predominantly. And so it like we had to go out of our way to avoid the country, which was hard, but we did it masterfully. Yes, we did. Um, but yeah, it was oh, our first time in Tennessee. I had never been over there. And uh, the only reason we went was because we found really cheap flights. Yeah. And I've always wanted to like go to Nashville. And plus like, you know, we have a goal to go to all 50 states. Together. Together. And just, I have always had the goal to go to all 50 states. This is number 26 for me and number 10 for both of us together. Yeah. I don't, I've been to a lot. I haven't, um, I could probably count, but I haven't been keeping track of myself. But yeah, we have a little map in our living room that each time we travel to a different state as a couple, we cross off the top layer of the gold foil and it reveals like the colored map underneath. It's pretty cute. It is. And we're going to at least two, maybe three more by the end of the year. New ones. Well, what would the third one be? New York, New Jersey. 
I don't know, we could probably go to Wyoming or Idaho just for the fun of it. Yeah, I guess we could. It'll just be like cold, but please don't hate me. I'm going to pee my pants. This happens <laughs> every episode. Well, while Sydney's um, on leave, let me tell you a funny story, dear listener. Um, we, we, we planned on actually recording two podcast episodes while we were in Nashville from our hotel room. Okay. Uh, one that was supposed to come out last Friday. And then this episode about our vacation, we were going to record our last night in our hotel. And so I packed up our microphones, our audio interface, all of our XLR cables, our mic stands, our pop filters, all of the equipment that we would need in my carry-on and brought that through the airport, on the plane, in our hotel room. It was really heavy, but uh, we ended up not recording any of the episodes. So long story short, I packed all of our podcast equipment all the way to Nashville and all the way back and didn't actually use them at all. So I thought you were going to tell them the fun story of how we spent the last couple of hours before we started recording the podcast. Oh. Where uh, you called me and you had locked yourself out of your car and then we had to break in. Right. Um, I I don't know if I've, I think on one of our last episodes, I was either planning on talking or I did talk about how everything just seems to not work. Like <laughs> There was a time a couple weeks ago where within 24 hours, my phone stopped working, my laptop stopped working, and the car stopped working. And the car had issues with the radiator. It was leaking coolant everywhere. The laptop battery was dead. My phone keeps like disconnecting from the network so it doesn't get calls or texts or anything. And whenever I try to do it, it says not registered on network, so I'll have to turn it off and turn it back on again. But then it will jump off the network after like five minutes. Uh... We got the car working and everything, and I've been checking like the the, the antifreeze levels and everything, and it seems to be good. But like two years ago, or I guess like a year ago, the lock cylinder in the ignition busted, and so I replaced that, and so we have a new set of keys to start the car, but we haven't replaced the locks on the doors yet, so we have the old key to do that. But anyway, I, I, I went to the bank to cash a check, and I jumped out to go to the ATM, and I put my the keys in my backpack on the in the passenger seat, and then the door locked behind me. And then my phone. I, I called Sydney, and we like just switched like car insurance, and so we didn't have like AAA membership or anything. And then my phone died, and so I'm sitting there about to pee my pants in like 80 degree weather and super bored. While Sydney like ran to the store to like get materials, but we did eventually manage to break back into our car and. I mean, the nice thing about this year as opposed to last year when the key broke and you had to like change out the lock cylinder is that we have two cars this time. Yeah. And so I could run to the store and get like a like crowbar. I guess it's not a crowbar, but like like a mini crowbar, mini crowbars. Yeah. That we could like get in the door and like a flexible aluminum ruler that we used to open it. So that was nice. Well... Let's jump into the real meat of it all, what you all came to hear, our trip to Nashville. Yes, because you all were dying to know what we did on our spicy anniversary trip. (laughs) So when I originally booked the flight, we were supposed to fly a red eye and get in in the morning. So I just like booked the hotel to start like the night that we got in. And then they changed our flight and like... So we were getting in early. So we got in the night before instead of getting in that morning. And so I asked Josh to help me book another hotel. Because you are currently out of state for the weekend. Right. And you are going to fly back like the morning before we had to go back to the airport to fly to Tennessee. Yes. And so you're in Texas and you're like, we don't have a hotel for tonight or like the next night. So I'm like, okay, so I need to find a hotel that's reasonably priced, a reasonable distance from the airport, and a reasonable distance from our the hotel that we're going to stay at for the rest of the week. And so I thought, oh, and it has breakfast included. So there was there's all these parameters that I had to... You got two of the four. Hold on. You, you're jumping to the end here. I, I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. So there's, there's these like... You feeling me, listener? That's a lot of parameters. Like... <laughs> And I went through so many, oh, 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 oh. And Sydney said, so here's all the parameters. Reasonable price. 
close to the airport and close to our other hotel so that we could like transfer and has breakfast and Sydney specifically said won't have pubic hair in the bed sheets. Okay. That is a story from my childhood where we stayed at this gross motel in St. George and there were pubic hairs in the bed sheets and everywhere else. It was nasty. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Pubic hairs in the bed sheets and alligators in the sewers. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. There were like yellow stains on the bed sheets too. Like my mom literally went to Walmart and bought a bunch of cleaning supplies and cleaned it herself because it was that gross. Anyways. Okay. So are you with me or are we derailed again? Thanks to Sydney. There's like five or six uh, parameters there. That's a lot. That's really difficult. And I was searching and searching and I went through all of these hotels and I was reading all of the reviews and I finally found one that ha- that was like a 3.8, 3.9 out of five stars and had breakfast included and was only like a 10 minute Uber from the airport and was only like a 12, 11 or 12 minute Uber to the next hotel. Everything else was like a 30 to 45 minute Uber to the new hotel and... Uh, and it was only like 60 bucks a night. And I was like, sweet. Like, I nailed this. So I book it and I text Sydney and I'm so proud of myself. And I'm like, babe, you're never going to believe what I did. It was what you asked me to do, but I actually did it, which like n- you never would have thought actually would happen because, uh, you know, me, duh. Um, and then Sydney gets home from Texas. I go up, we meet up, go to the airport. Fly into Tennessee, get there about midnight, and I realize I booked the wrong hotel. And it was like a 45-minute Uber ride from the airport. And it was going to cost us, like at that point, the Ubers, like there were lots of flights coming in. So the Uber was like 60 bucks and like climbing, right? Yeah, it got up to 80 bucks at one point. Jeez. And so we're like, okay, we have a couple options. We can either sit here and wait until the airport's not as busy, but then that's also risky because then later at night, there's just going to be fewer drivers. So it might be more expensive anyway. And then we're like, or we can go see if we can rent a car just for the night. And so I stayed and watched the luggage and you went and grabbed the, or you went to go check the, how much it would be, but it was like, ended up being like $200. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, well, in that case, we might as well just do an Uber there and an Uber back and it would be cheaper. Yeah, and we got it down to where it was like 40 bucks, but then like we had to take a 40 buck Uber to or like a $35 Uber to our new hotel, which Ugh. ended up being more than the like I <laughs> we wish paid per night. that <laughs> I wish that uh the misadventure stopped there and that booking the wrong <laughs> hotel was that the, that that the only thing bad about it was it was out of the way and we had to pay for an Uber. But it was I mean there was no pubic hair in the sheets. Almost. Yeah, I thought like, you know, when Josh gave me the address and he's like, oh, yeah, it's a La Quinta. I was like, oh, yeah, that's safe because, you know, I had like a middle school band teacher that is obsessed with La Quinta and always hypes it up. And I was like, yeah, La Quinta will be good. And we get there and it is only one step above having pubic hairs in the sheets. They're, like we walked in and the whole room smelled like wet dog. And the carpet was all soggy. Yeah. And it never dried out. Like we woke up the next morning and it was still just as wet as it was the night before. And there was like a giant yellow stain in the comforter and... Just the whole shower was filled with black mold. Yeah. And then there was the guy in the lobby. Yeah. In the morning, I went down and picked up Continental Breakfast and it was really... It was like the waffles and juice. And that was like your only options. And so I grabbed food because Sydney didn't want to wake up that early because it was only from like six to seven or six to eight or something. And so I went down to pick up food to bring back up to Sydney. And while I'm sitting there dishing up food, I'm the only one in the lobby getting breakfast. And this guy that was at the desk the night before is like standing over my shoulder, just watching me with his arms crossed. Like I'm doing something wrong. I'm like, uh, hello. It, it, It was just, it was wild. And he, and they like booked the, there was a guy in the room next to us that that night that got there like right after we did and they gave him the room key but when he went to go in the room there was already people in there watching tv and (laughs) they didn't have like another room for him oh and there were bleach stains in the carpet like out in the hall and the shower or like the uh window curtain 
like the drape or whatever that's called. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was like filthy. Oh, it was so gross. It looked like it hadn't ever been washed. So that was an adventure. I was really glad to leave the next morning. And um, it was in this like smaller town outside of Nashville. And we like go out and apparently there were a bunch of Confederate flags lining the road. Yeah, like driving down the the highway, it was just lined with Confederate flags. And I guess uh, that's how it'd be in the South. People are just proud white nationalists, so. They shouldn't be. Nope. So anyways, we got to our new hotel, and that was a lot nicer. And it was downtown, which was, well, fairly downtown, which was nice, too. Because then it was just around everything that we wanted to be doing. It was it was right directly across from Centennial Park, so. Yeah. It was, it was really nice. And, like, we could see the Vanderbilt football stadium, like, outside our window. Yeah, so that first night... Or that first day that we like got to our new hotel, we went and spent the day in Centennial Park at the Parthenon replica. It was awesome because we got to the hotel like three hours before check-in time. And so we were going to ask them if they could just hold our luggage while we went over to the park. But they already had our room ready, which was great. It was like honestly night and day from the day before, like literally night and day from the night before at the La Quinta. Yeah, no grumpy man throwing our uh, hotel keys at us. <laughs> yeah, so we uh, we go up to the room, we drop the luggage off, and then we went and spent the day at the, or we grabbed, we grabbed barbecue and we went over to the Parthenon replica. Oh, yeah, barbecue. That was so good. I am still shocked that you don't like barbecue, and we might have to get a divorce over that. I've just yet, you've taken me to barbecue places, but I've yet to have a good experience with the barbecue food. It's always just like I'm eating it and like it's, yeah, it's good, but I'm always wishing that I'm eating something else. Didn't you like the stuff that we had at that place though? In Nashville? Yeah. I ended up getting something that wasn't barbecue. I mean, it's all kind of barbecue. It was like rotisserie chicken. What did you get? Chicken. Yeah, chicken can be barbecue. But it it wasn't, it was like fried chicken or, or grilled chicken or something, but it like specifically wasn't on the barbecue part of their menu. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't understand that. Barbecue's delicious. Did you know that Nashville has been called the Athens of the South for like 200 years? I did not until we were there. You were like, is it called Athens of the South because of this Parthenon? I'm like, no, they built the Parthenon because it's called the Athens of the South. Which, now that I think about it, makes sense because it's like a cultural and music center, much like Athens was to ancient Greece. Um, So, I mean, it makes sense. Well, if, if Nashville's the... Athens of the South, where's the Sparta of the South? Tallahassee? I don't know. Yeah, it's maybe. It's got to be somewhere in Florida, right? Yeah, maybe just Florida. <laughs> All of Florida. Those Florida men. It's just one man. Florida man. Florida man. <laughs> but in like 1897, for the Tennessee's centennial celebration of their statehood, they constructed this replica of the Parthenon. And then in like 1920, they restored it using like permanent materials. And then they kept adding to it over the next like hundred years. And now there's like this huge, what was it? Like 40 foot tall, 80 foot tall statue of Athena. It was big. It was very big. On the inside, man, I like, we walked in and I was just like in awe, just totally speechless. Like I did not expect it to be that big. Yeah. Like they had this, um, so Athena had her hand outstretched and in her hand she had the goddess Nike. And just Nike is like taller than Josh. It was six foot four standing on top of her palm. And then Nike's like holding out the laurel wreath about to crown Athena's head. But that was like the six foot four statued figure, 80 feet up in the air. Man, they said that it was so, and, and the whole thing was plated with gold. And it was so heavy that they had to anchor it in bedrock, like a hundred feet down. Yeah, it was just... I mean, it was breathtaking. Like, you just walk up and you're like, whoa. <laughs> and then in the basement, they had this exhibit um, that kind of depicted different parts of the Odyssey, which is like, it was really cool to see because I just finished up a humanities class this summer where like a big chunk of what we studied was ancient Greece and Rome. And so it was really interesting to kind of, and I did read the Odyssey for it. I mean, that's my second time reading the Odyssey, but... It was like really interesting to see the, it was really interesting to like 
see some of the stuff that I studied in my class applied to the Parthenon, even though it wasn't like the real Parthenon, you know? Right. And everything below was like below the Parthenon replica was an entire art museum. Right. So, I mean, they had uh, tons of exhibits and like that Odyssey one was just one of them. But yeah, it was really cool, though. I love museums. And so that was really fun to go to. And then uh, we were going to record an episode on the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Um, I think we're going to that will be coming out next week or in two weeks. In the near future. That's like one of the only Disney Plus shows that we've not watched together. And so that and Miss Marvel. And so we binged it that that uh, first night in downtown Nashville uh, on your iPad. And we went and got snackies from the quick sack car, not car wash, the gas station across the street (laughs) from our uh, hotel. And we ate snacks and binged Kenobi and we were going to record the episode. And then we just we were too tired. So we zonked out. Yeah, I mean... And then we're going to wake up in the morning to record it, but then we slept in on accident. Yeah, I mean, like, I was doing... Like, I had finals the next day, and so I was studying for those, and that was kind of a chaotic, like, couple of days, just trying to finish up my finals for my summer semester. Every time we go on a trip, one of us is always taking college exams Remember when in I, our hotel room. Remember when I planned a wedding, like, the week before my finals? Our wedding? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I like, I we got married and then like the next week I took finals. Yeah, we got married and then we didn't go on our honeymoon for like three weeks because you were still, we had you had, we had to give time for you to finish the semester and do finals and stuff. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that was chaotic. Anyways, that next day, the next day is the reason why you plan what you're going to do before you do it. Because um, I took us to this area of Nashville that I thought would be kind of touristy and fun to walk down. Turns out there was nothing to do. And we just kind of sat in a church like lawn to lawn of like a Methodist church and waited until the hot pot place opened. Well, it's it's called Music Row and it's where all of these production studios are. Right. And so we thought, well, you definitely wanted to go over there because you're huge into music and you thought... There'd be places to tour or something. And so we luckily the hotel had a shuttle. So we just like take the shuttle from the hotel over to this area of Nashville. That's like pretty far away from like everything else. And we get there hoping to see like what there is to do. And yeah, it's just all of these production studios are just businesses. And there's no we're like the only people on the sidewalk. There is that one um, RCA which is um, where Elvis recorded a lot of his stuff, but they were sold out for all of the tours for that day. And so... And it was really small. It didn't even like look open. We just walked past it. It was like this tiny little thing. So we took a picture by the door. Right. Yeah. So it was just like very uneventful. And if I had actually planned ahead, we would have realized there was nothing there to do, but at least we got good hot pot. Yeah. But we were walking up and down, left and right, trying to find something and we thought, we were like, oh, there's something called the Upper Room Chapel and Museum. So let's go over there. And that was closed. And we thought, oh, there's something called, we just kept looking on Google Maps, trying to find something close by. And we went to like three or four things and it was all closed. And most of them were like churches. And so, yeah, so then we just sat in this like garden lawn in front of this church for an hour. An hour. Yeah just trying to think of like other things to do. And we kind of came up with a list of things in other areas of Nashville to do later in the week, but we couldn't find anything to do that day. So then we just thought, okay, let's just plan dinner. And we found this hot pot place that was relatively close by, but it didn't open for like another hour. So we just kind of sat and waited for it to open and then headed over there. But the good news is the hot pot was so good. Oh my gosh, it was That amazing. we actually decided to go back and have it a second time a couple nights later. <laughs> yeah. Also, I just love hot pots. So, well, we both just love hot pots. So that's why. But I think the next day, like, because we had planned things out a little bit better, we still kind of like didn't really know what we were doing, but it was a lot more fun. And this time we went downtown on Broadway and we grabbed lunch in Luke Bryan's bar that he's got there. And there was, this was one of the unfortunate few times where we couldn't avoid country music, but the food was amazing. I had chicken and waffles and it had bacon on it. Mm -mm. But we kind of, after that, we went and 
walked around to like the symphony building. We looked at the uh, country uh, walk, like the country stars, like walk of fame. Okay. You know what I did not expect before going to Nashville? How many bachelorette parties there are. Oh my word. Apparently Nashville is Nash Vegas of the East Coast. Everyone goes to Nashville for their bachelorette parties. And I just never would have guessed that. They have these big open, like they have these buses where they just like cut out the roof basically and turn it into like a moving bar and they'll put like a canopy on the top and people will just be like partying on the top of it just blasting music all of these ladies in short shorts and cowboy boots and crop tops twerking on the bus with disco ball and a bartender in the back and just and and on a set we were like it was the weekend so it was saturday just Everywhere you look, you're just hearing them like scream and woo, and like they're pointing at everybody on the sidewalk, and the it best. was just crazy. I I just because we were like we couldn't even think of why we would go to Nashville other than the cheap pl- flights, but apparently it's just the place to be for your bachelorette party on the East Coast at least. And and then if it wasn't a bus, it was like a wagon being pulled by a tractor. And <laughs> if it wasn't a wagon being pulled by a tractor, it was one of those pub cycles. The best was, well, not the best, but like the craziest was when you get like two or three of them like pulled up at a stoplight and then you've got three songs blaring at you and it, and then like three different parties just screaming and everyone's drunk. Pretty sure we were the most <laughs> sober people in Nashville. It, w- it was crazy. Like there was, yeah, there at an intersection, where, hold on, there was a wagon being pulled by a tractor and they were blasting like boot scoop boogie and they were all doing a line dance and then... There was a party bus, and they were all twerking to WAP by, is it Cardi B? Yeah. And then pulling up on the other side was a pub cycle with a bunch of dudes for his bachelor party, and they were screaming sea shanties. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, it was crazy. It was wild. It was like three worlds combining. Yeah, so, I mean, that was kind of like the environment we were in downtown, like walking around, and so um, kind of in the middle of the day, we decided to get away from it, and we walked up to like the uh, county courthouse in the Tennessee state capitol. And there were a surprising amount of monuments to Andrew Jackson. (laughs) I was like, you guys, you should not be proud of this man. You should be embarrassed. (laughs) Let's maybe take the statues down. I mean, we're one to talk. There's like three statues of Brigham Young in the town that we live in. He was the governor and he's... (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, every time we walked up on something, remember when we walked up on that war memorial and I was like, you want to go inside of it? And you were like, like, no, because he thought it was like the Civil War. (laughs) Yeah, we were walking down and there's this huge building that said like war memorial building. And then turns out like there was this hollow section and we could see this big statue, like like Greek God looking statue with like drapes over him. But he had his back to us. I was like, what do you want to bet that's Robert E. Lee? That, <laughs> you know? And so then we like go go through and it was actually a World War One memorial to all of the men from Tennessee who lost their lives in the Great War. And I was like, phew. <laughs> and then after that, that was our first night bar hopping. Yes. We I think like our phones were both dead at that point and we both wanted like, neither of us drink, and so we were looking for a place that had good mocktails. And I think, like, we read that, like, Blake Shelton's bar did, and so we went into his bar, and we ended up finding this table that was right by an outlet so we could charge our phone and, like, drink mocktails because both of our phones were almost dead. <laughs> this is, like, so pretty much the main thing that you wanted to do in Nashville was bar hopping that you had heard about. And you kept telling me... For months, they, that's what you want to do is bar hopping. I had no idea what that meant. But it's like going <laughs> from bar to bar, listening to the live music being played and the bands. And in this area, uh, I had no idea what to expect. But yeah, downtown Nashville, every single building door to door is a different bar owned by a different famous country star. And then each building had like three or four stages on each like each level, there'd be like three or four floors and each floor had a different band playing. And I, for those of you new listeners that might not know, I have not had 
really any good experiences hearing live music. Go listen to our concerts episode and our concerts part two. <laughs> but I just like get so overwhelmed and all of these places were so loud. And so I was not looking forward to trying to do this. But like it's what you wanted to do. And there were a couple of things that I really wanted to do, namely go to the Vanderbilt Observatory and... There was something else that I really wanted to and do. Dinner oh, cruise. and then go on a dinner cruise on the river. And the Vanderbilt Observatory was closed and had didn't have any ticketed events for that week. And our dinner cruise got canceled the day of because the boat was malfunctioning. And so I didn't really get to do anything that I like planned on doing. And so I was I was prepared to just be miserable the whole week and just have Sydney dragging me around doing all the things that she wanted to do and just like having neurodivergent meltdowns but you did all right i did more than all right i like had a blast i had so much fun it was so surprising yeah so the hardest part of bar hopping was finding a bar that wasn't playing country music (laughs) and so we would like all of the bars like they have their windows open or they just don't have windows at all and you can just walk up and down and hear whatever the bands are playing and so we walked around and finally we found this one like band that was playing Sweet Child of Mine and we ended up listening outside for a while. Because on the weekends they the police block off the road so there's no traffic and like there's basically standing room for the bars to listen to the music out in the street. Right Um, and I didn't think you were going to want to go in because you're not like a fan of crowds and stuff and like standing room stuff but I got you to go in the bar. Yeah, like, well, because it's um, one of the things that I I don't like about listening to live music, or I don't like, all of the concerts that you've taken me have been for bands that I don't know. Like, one of the first concerts we went to was an outdoor concert for I don't know how, but they found me. And there was like two, one or two uh, opening bands before them, and I just didn't know any of their music. And that's just not enjoyable for me. That like, it's just too much. It's new noise, new melody, new words, new faces, crowded lights, noise, just way too much for me to handle. And then we went to a Green Day Weezer Fallout Boy concert in Dallas. And I didn't know any of the music. I mean, I knew some songs that I had prepared for, like especially with Fallout Boy, I knew a little bit more, but it was still just so hard. But this band was just a cover band. So Every single song they played was songs that I knew, and a lot of the time, really well. Like, they were playing Bon Jovi. Uh, they were playing All Star Share. by Smash Mouth. Mm-hmm. And so, Backstreet Boys, and just music that I knew. I knew the words. I knew the melody. And so, that took a huge layer off of this sensory overload because it added this, like, buffer of, like, comfort and familiarity And so I was fine going in with how loud and all the lights and crowded because the, it wasn't like, it didn't just sound like noise. It sounded familiar. Yeah. And so I loved it. I loved that it was like a cover band that just was playing all of these things that I knew. And I'm so glad you did because I had so much fun like going in and just like screaming the lyrics and like dancing around with you, which is like something I love about concerts. And it's kind of made me sad that like you haven't enjoyed other concerts But like this one was so fun. Yeah. And that was kind of one of the conclusions we came to from uh, our discussion on our concerts episode was if there's more preparation as far as like becoming familiar with the songs, then like I expect it to be a really enjoyable experience. And so it's not it's not that I'm not willing to go to concerts with you. Like I'm totally down to like get tickets to go see huge concerts. It's just I need to be putting in more work ahead of time to become familiar with their music. It was just hard, the one where there was three big bands that all have huge discographies, knowing which ones they're going to be playing. And we were the first uh, show on the tour, too. So it's not... So their set list hadn't been leaked yet, so... Yeah, so it's not like you can look at the past set lists and kind of make a guess at what they're going to do, so... Right. That one was kind of hard. But one one thing, um, like... Sydney is in a indie rock band and and so because of that I've heard them play live multiple times and I know all of their songs and so that's really fun like one I have a huge crush on the bassist in their band so that's very enjoyable for me to see this hot 
woman that's going to come home with me, like be sexy on stage with her instrument. Oh, you have a crush on me? Babe, that's super embarrassing. Shut up. You're not allowed to bully me. That's the rules of podcasting. <laughs> Didn't you read the sign? What sign? Oh, I forgot to bring it. Sorry. Oh, I'll do well, better next that's time. on you. Um, yeah, but anyway. So. But but there did there did get to a point. We, we went in to the bar and it was really crowded and people just kept like coming in and in because it was a really good band. And because of that, they were drawing in so many people off the street and everybody was cramming in. And so it just kept getting more and more packed. And so I was having a ton of fun. But then all of a sudden, I kind of crossed the threshold and I started to shut down and lose energy and get overwhelmed. And the band brought this, like someone paid hundreds of dollars to take over for the guitarist. So they brought this like random guy up and he was way drunk. And so he started like, kind of sexually harassing the other band members like while they were playing. And I was getting really uncomfortable by that and mixed with like kind of suddenly getting sensory overload. I just like told Sid, I'm like, okay, I'm at, I'm pretty much at my level. And like, luckily you were like fine with that. And so we skipped out. Yeah. We pieced out of there. Yes, we did. So Sunday morning, Josh found us this place to eat for brunch it was called Biscuit Love. I guess it's like a really big deal in Nashville. Cause was like, it Biscuit Love or Love Biscuit? I think it was Biscuit Love, right? I don't know. It was giving me very Waffle Love vibes with like their decorations and like fun twists on like breakfast foods, you know? Waffle Love is not at all like Waffle House. No, it is like a, it's like a hipster waffle chain in Utah. Um, and it, yeah, it was... I felt it was very similar to Biscuit Love, which was like a hipster biscuit And it was place. in the area of Nashville that our shuttle driver and all of the elderly hotel guests complained about because it was where, I guess, millennials were renting. Oh, one look at that place and you know that it's just like the uppity, not like uppity, but like the millennial like young I'd, person neighborhood. Right. It was just funny that they were like complaining about it because of millennials. They're, you know? Yeah. But it was really nice. It was also like... Delicious. We, we went back to that area on our last night too. Yeah. So... One thing that wasn't good about it though, they had brown sugar lemonade on the menu. Oh my gosh. And I thought that sounds so interesting. Like I'm ready to have like my mind blown and like this revolutionary like... It was the most disgusting thing I've ever had. Oh my gosh. It was It was sour. It was like it was straight bitter. up lemons. It was, it was like they put just oh man. And it looked like dirt. Just oh goodness. Yeah, it was not good. But the I got biscuits and gravy, that was amazing. Oh Perfection. My. Anyway. Yeah, it was the, so good. If you go there, just know that if you get the 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 brown sugar lemonade, it is incredibly risky because you might just hate it. If we you did. are expecting like any sort of sweetness in your lemonade, it is not for you. I think the next the next thing we did was another disappointment on your list. Yeah, that's another thing that that I found that I was like so on that that first day that we were by the church garden just like planning out the rest of our week and then that night in our hotel room we kept kind of like solidifying our schedule for the rest of the days. Um I found this place called Third Man Records that is a studio owned by Jack White of the White Stripes. And they had advertised that they had this booth that you could go in and sing and it would record you and then it would print out a like a six inch phonograph that you could take home of your recording. And I thought that is freaking awesome. And it's like from the 1940s. And so for like the next two or three days, I kept telling you like, I'm so excited to go to Third Man Records and like sing with you and like take it home and play it on our record player. And then we get there and they're phonograph booth is not working yeah and i was like man every single thing that i want to go to in nashville is just not panning out it's just laced with disappointments for you really like nashville was just like screw josh we're gonna cancel everything yep but like as many disappointments as there were i feel like there for each disappointment there were two surprises that i didn't expect to be as enjoyable as they ended up being yeah so we had tickets to a comedy show that night, but we wanted to kill some time before then. So we went to an arcade bar, which I love arcade bars um, and I love arcade games. And so we went and we played like pinball and 
Donkey Kong and like the old Super Mario and Gal- uh, what is it? Gal- Gal- Galaga. Galaga. Yeah. I wanted to call it Galactica or something like that. Gal- and Tron. And Tron. Yeah. And um, we just like spent some time there like playing some arcade games. And this was the night that we went to Shabu Shabu again. Yeah, we were we're like, okay, where do we want to go to dinner? And we were like, okay, there's this pizza place. Uh, we were looking at Cookout, which I had like like two years ago when I first joined Discord for some of these other podcasts that I really like. Someone in the in the Discord server, we were talking about milkshakes, and they're like, oh, you're talking about Cookout shakes? And I was like, what the heck's a Cookout shake? And they were like, oh, it's this uh, franchise restaurant. And they make the best milkshakes. You should get one. And I like looked it up and I was like, well, considering the closest cookout to me is 2,000 miles away. It it was actually the one in Nashville, right? That we went I, to? I think. Well, let me look it up. Let me look up what's the closest cookout to me right now in uh, Utah. But anyway, we ended up... It was funny that I, I remembered that conversation from two years earlier. Cookout C locations. Oh, no. It's probably one of the other ones in like West Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Like the closest one is... Uh, what city is this? Oh, Mem- Memphis. Memphis. Because I'm walking in Memphis. <laughs> so yeah, Tennessee. But anyway, so like we go to pizza, we go to cookout, and then we both were kind of like, uh, I'd be down to go back to Shabu Shabu, <laughs> which is funny because we had compiled a list of like restaurants that had lots of high reviews that we thought might be like must-dos. And so we were going to try to eat as, as many different places as we could, but then we were just like, but Shabu Shabu was so good. Let's just go back and and have it again so we did but after well then after we like got one of the we like rented the scooters and rode the scooters all the way to the comedy show yes we did which like i was i was actually kind of nervous going to this comedy show because it was um it was like a prom night so it was, it was like a step above an open mic where it was all kind of relatively new comedians that were that had shorter segments and they were going to and then at the end they were going to vote for who had the best segment and there was like nine comedians and I was, we've, we've been to a couple comedy shows here in Provo, but pretty much all of their jokes were specifically tailored to Utah and Utah County and Provo and BYU and UVU. And so it's not as crass as your typical, like and so I, comedy, but I was worried that like all of their jokes were going to be tailored to Nashville and Tennessee and in like the South and I wasn't just going to get any of them. Like, it was going to be jokes like flying over my head because I'm just not, we're not from there. Right. Um, and they did they did joke a lot about the South, but they did it in a really, like, easy to understand way. But, like, and I was also just, you know, living in Utah where everything is Mormon and everything is censored and family-friendly pretty much that the genre of comedy was just going to be, like, shocking, shockingly different. And there was there was, like, a large level of uh, more R-rated sexual uh, jokes, but it wasn't as much as I expected there to be. It was right. still like a lot of very easy to digest comedy. And I had I had a blast. Me too. It, it was, was just so fun. And I laughed so hard. Yeah. And it was it was it was like a smaller comedy and it was like far enough away from like the touristy area that it was just like this small, intimate, like knit audience and Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So then, so we decided that, like, we couldn't miss out on the cookout experience. So then we took the scooters back yeah. to Shabu Shabu because across <laughs> the street was the cookout. And you know what? Those shakes were really good. Yeah, it was. And that was when you told me that the number one workplace comedy of all time was the Mary Tyler Moore show. Okay, I wouldn't say it was like the number one of all time. It was just like some list that I read that was like the 45 best like workplace comedies of all time, which was like their list of like the best of all time. I like I wouldn't say it's the definitive list. And I thought for sure, like number one's going to be The Office, like for sure. But The Office was only like three or four. Yeah, you or were like, it might even have even been five. You were like, guess what? Th- what this list has num- number one as. And I'm like, well, you wouldn't ask me to guess if it wasn't if it was The Office. So obviously it's not The Office. And so then I'm guessing, I don't know, Parks and Rec is like the only other one that I know. Uh, Psych, I guess, is kind of a workplace comedy. And and then I'm like, what era is it from? And what'd you say, like 60s? 70s. 70s? And I'm like, I don't even know any like TV shows from the 70s. I was like, the Bill Cosby show? 
And you're like, no. I'm like, that was nineties. Andy Griffith show. That was fifties and sixties. And then I was like, the Dick Van Dyke show. And then I'm like, wow. All. And then you're like, it's another the first name last name show. And I was like, and then you were like, and the that person is also was in the Dick Van Dyke show. Was like a main character, like a lead in the Dick Van Dyke show. And I was like, the only thing about the Dick Van Dyke show that I know is that it was one of Wanda Maximoff's favorite sitcoms as a kid before her family blew up by a Tony Stark bomb. I don't actually know anyone that was in the Dick Van Dyke show besides Dick Van Dyke. And I didn't know that he had a show before I watched WandaVision. Yes. So in case you're wondering, the answer is the Mary Tyler Moore show, which I grew up watching. And the only thing I know about Mary Tyler Moore is that if you're, you look like Buddy Holly, then I'm Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> yes. So um, I think I kind of blew Josh's mind that night. Yeah. You know what blew my mind, though, is after we were like eating the shake, like eating the shakes, Josh was like, I think I want to go back down to Broadway and like do some more bar hopping, which shocked me. Like I didn't think. I was like, I was just on a high. I didn't think that you were going to suggest it. I I was just like having so much fun just being out and about with you and finding things to do. And like the comedy show was so fun and the arcade earlier that was was so fun. And like the, all of the shows was like 10 blocks away and we were just like, let's just walk. And so we like walked 10 blocks. It had like, the sun had gone down. So it was like cooling off and it was just like so fun to just spend time with you. Yeah. And so that night we went to, um, Kid Rock's bar. And I know what you're all thinking. Kid Rock. I know. But his bar is actually pretty dope. uh, Kind of a joke. He's a joke? Kind of. I don't know. I thought you were about to say like it was a criminal, like uh, Army Hammer that you were telling me about has like a cannibalism fetish or something. Yeah. No, 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 no. No. uh, Kid Rock is just kind of lame. But but his bar was super cool. Had like a big stage and they were singing 80s classics and so much fun. We listened to a different band play Sweet Child of Mine. And then the next night we heard Sweet Child of Mine covered again. I'm pretty sure every band every night plays Sweet Child of Mine on Broadway. It's like the rule is like the band was saying like the rule is everyone has to play Guns N' Roses and no one can play. Shoot. I was going to make the joke. They were like, this song in Nashville is like the F word. Oh, what did they say that was? Oh, Freebird. But I don't know what Freebird is. So Freebird is like this really intense guitar part. Oh. I think it's by Led Zeppelin. They said like someone like shouted out play Freebird and they were like, we'll p- play Freebird if you pay, pay us a thousand bucks up front. But they said like no one plays Freebird in Nashville, I guess. And everyone laughed and I was like Whoop, over my head. <laughs> yeah. It's because it's like a really crazy guitar part. Uh, is it because it's really difficult or is it just because it's overdone? Really difficult. Oh. It's like, you know, the songs on rock band that are like, like the insane difficulty like at the very bottom there's always two of them sure it's one of those i believe you Mm -hmm. i know exactly what you're talking about babe we are (laughs) on the same wavelength no doubt about it babe you've played rock band you know like once okay we need to play it more and i played rock band i played the version of like there was rock band and rock band 2 and i was excited to play rock band 2 because i knew like most of the songs on there but the disc was gone yeah, and that so one's my to, family's favorite. I had to play rock band, and I only knew like one or two songs. Yeah. So anyway, that was a really fun night. And, the, and the, then we got... The the bar was called Kid Rock's Big Ass Honky Tonk Bar. Yeah. What does... Okay, what the heck does honky tonk mean? I think... Is it a genre of music, or is it a type of bar, or... I mean, judging by the context of um, Boot Scoot and Boogie, I would say it's a type of bar. I, because I thought honky tonk was like the next generation of ragtime. That it's like honky tonk is where country music and jazz music diverged. Okay. That like, or like Scott Joplin went ragtime and then country music went honky tonk. And then like those like had their like modern descendants. So that's what I thought honky tonk meant. So, according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, it is a usually tawdry nightclub or dance hall, especially one that features country music. That's weird. So, there's three entries. So, that's the first one. The second one is a district marked by places of cheap entertainment. And the third is country music that has a heavy beat and lyrics dealing with 
usually with vice or misfortune. I mean, the cheap entertainment one is right because like the entertainment is free. You just have to pay for the drinks. But if you don't drink, then the entertainment is free. But it wasn't cheap entertainment. I mean, it was inexpensive, but it was not cheap quality. Right, right. They were really, all of them were really talented. Um, Apparently, Honky Tonk and Ragtime are very similar, but Ragtime is more polyphonic. Gotcha. And Honky Tonk is more simple, monophonic melody. Okay, so the next day, I think we did like one of my favorite things that we did the whole time, which was kayak down the Cumberland River. Because that night we were supposed to go on the dinner cruise. Right. But it got canceled. So we were like, oh, well, what are we going to do? And so we found this company that will let us use their kayaks and then will pick us up three miles down the river. Yeah. Because I was going to drag Josh on that river somehow. <laughs> but <laughs> I think they told us it would take about an hour to do it. And it took us almost two because we were just like taking our sweet time and like barely even paddling, like just letting the river yeah, take us we're down. We're just kind of coasting on the river, taking tons of pictures of the birds And there were turtles pretty much on every rock and log sticking up out of the water. And it was a very economic section of the river. So we were watching like these barges um, and tugboats like go past us. We were getting pictures of those. I became a certified Disney princess and I had a butterfly land on my foot for like 20 minutes. Okay, but it was a very tiny butterfly. So you're only like a fraction of a Disney princess. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. It is, unless a bird like sings back to you, like you can't be like uh like a full fledged Disney princess. I think I'm a full You're just fledged. a rinky dinky <laughs> rink dinky honky tonky rootinous tootinous Disney princess. Is that really what you think of me? No, that's just what the butterfly thinks of you. If it no. thought you were a real Disney princess, it would have been bigger. You can't blame the butterfly for his size. That's like me blaming you for being too tall. Why can't you be shorter? Size doesn't matter unless we're talking about butterflies, okay? Rude. Rude to the butterfly. And by by small, we're talking about like the size of your fingernail small. It was a little tiny dude. He was a little cutie. It was a little guy. He was a little cutie and we were chilling. But that was a ton of fun because then we were like, after about two and a half miles, the river like wrapped around and we went under this bridge and then the entire skyline of downtown Nashville like oh. opened up and we were getting all of these fun pictures and then... That was was amazing. It was so cute. Yeah. And so then... And we were the only people on the river. Yeah, because the other people like went way ahead of us. And so it was just us. And it was so fun. So then we like... When we got to downtown and we like docked and they took our kayaks and stuff, we got to walk across the river on this bridge. And then we went and ate at the Hard Rock Cafe down there, which, by the way, had the best mocktail I had the entire trip. Do you remember that? Yeah. I was trying to f- remember what I ordered. And I was like, oh, I ordered a surf and turf burger with a Bangkok shrimp. Was it Bangkok shrimp or was it? Um, Just shrimpies. I don't. I, it was like some Southeast Asian city in the name. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, and me neither. And then that night we went to a jazz club because I am a sucker for jazz. And it was incredible. They had this band from this band from New Orleans come in. Um, called the Sunnyside Jazz Band, and they were playing just tons of jazz classics. And there was a like a swing dance organization that was there from Nashville. And so they were like on the dance floor having a... And so it was fun to watch the dancers and listen to the music. And we ordered like drinks and fresh beignets. And, and just all around the atmosphere was like amazing. It was like this small, intimate venue with cool lights and just like amazing decor. I mean, all around, it was super cool. It was like such a, just like a switch from being on downtown Nashville and like the vibes with like the live music there to like this smooth, like jazz room with like sit down. Uh, Luckily we had like general admission, which was like standing room, like in the back by pretty much like right next to the exit. But there was a group that like no call, no show. So they gave up their table. And so like we got to sit and it was just, it was, it was uh, a really great experience. Amazing. If you're ever in Nashville, go to Rudy's Jazz Club. It's incredible. And then we spent our last night on Broadway. But then we went back to Broadway yeah. for the third time to go bar hopping. <laughs> yeah. And this time we jumped in on a band playing like 90s grunge stuff. So like um, Nirvana, Blink-182. Um, the Killers. 
Yeah, Killers aren't really like 90s grunge, though. That was probably like the one thing they played that like wasn't 90s grunge, but like. I don't, I don't know anything about genre. Like there's like, there's rock and there's country and pop falls in between and jazz is entirely separate. <laughs> so like when you say grunge or indie or alternative or I, I don't know what that means. We will teach you the ways. <sighs> okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. And then we flew out early the next morning. And here we are recording a podcast about it. We've caught you up to the present day. Yep. And now Sydney has to leave because she's getting ready for her gig in a couple, in like a week and a half. Yep. All, All right. right. So I'm going to hit pause, help her load up the bass amp in the trunk, and then I'll come back and I'll close out the episode. Cool. Okay. I'm back, listener. Now that Sydney's gone, I'm just going to take a minute to uh, kind of gush about her. Um, it's a little bit embarrassing because I am kind of obsessed with my co-host a little bit. Um, I mean, we are married, so, but she's, she's just so fantastic. And I just had, I had so much fun on this trip with her. And then coming home, I was still just like on this like emotional high. Like I just, I, I had so like, cause honestly, this has been like a really tough year for me personally. And just like having like a week off work and just, and it was, it was just so rewarding, like, because we hadn't done a lot of, like, preparation as far as planning goes, so we didn't know what we were going to be doing, and so just every minute of every day, we were just, like, wandering about, like, finding things to do, and just being with each other, and I just had so much fun, and I'm just so lucky to have Sydney in my life, and just so lucky to, like, she just treats me so well, and I'm just, oh my goodness, I'm just, and so coming home from the trip, I was still just, like, riding this high of, like, I'm, I still, like, can't stop smiling thinking about it. Um, if you don't have someone in your life that, like, makes you feel that way, like, that should be, like, one of your top goals, I feel like. Because the world sucks. <laughs> like, if I'm going to be honest, there is a lot of just crappy shit and shitty crap out there. And it's not easy. And it's really difficult not to just be depressed. And uh, especially if you are like me and just don't have a lot of positive feelings about yourself like i'd encourage you to find someone like sydney that makes it really easy to feel good about yourself and makes it really easy to enjoy every day and that treats you nice i don't know this is getting really sappy and that's not what this podcast was meant to be but uh i was just gonna take advantage of the fact that sydney's not here to listen to this because that would be kind of embarrassing if she found out that i had a crush on her so i mean i kind of might have slipped uh, up a little bit earlier in the episode, so she might kind of have an idea. But I'm banking on the fact that she doesn't think I was being serious. That I was just joking around, but like, honest to goodness, I kind of think she's hot. Let me just let me just close out the episode. Hopefully nobody listens to this podcast, because um, it's uh, definitely unlike anything that we've done before. Where are my notes? Where are my notes? I'm really excited for Sydney's uh, concert that they're preparing for. Um, it's like with another larger band like larger as an influence um in the music scene here in utah um they're performing together um at this really well-known venue in the area and like the other band it's like their album release so it's like a big deal and they're they're really stressed about it because they don't want to sound crappy with this like other like really respected band but i'm I'm just so excited for them like it's a really like big opportunity I just, I kind of like bragging about Sydney because she's really modest and she doesn't like to brag about herself, but she's like actually a rock star and the coolest person I know. So I'm not going to let her slip by without all of our listeners being fully aware of how Sydney's the coolest person on the planet. All right. That being said, though, this has been another episode of Thanks for Participating. I've been Josh and my wife has been Sydney. And once again, thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Instagram at joshisrich, separated by underscores, and Sydney at dipyourchicken. Follow Thanks for Participating at tfp underscore pod on Instagram and TikTok, and tfp underscore show on Twitter. You can also support the show by ordering some podcast merch. The link to our Tee Public store is in the show notes. If you have any episode feedback or you just want to say hi, send an email to participating.podcast at gmail.com. Also, I'd really appreciate it if you take the time to write a positive review for the podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. We, I might be biased, but I think this is a really good show 
And I'd love your help in growing our audience and helping more people uh, know how cool Sydney is, to, to be fair. Our cover art is by Vaishan Brandon. Check him out at Vaishan Designs on Instagram. And our theme music was composed by Mitch Fry. Follow him at Firefry underscore, that's F-I-R-E-F-R-E-I underscore on Instagram, and Mitch Fry Music on YouTube. Well, this has been kind of a weird episode, but thank you for enduring. Thank you for listening. And above all else, thanks for participating. That was a joke because it's also the name of the podcast. I just mansplained my own comedy to you. That's the name of the game. But the name of the podcast is thanks for participating. Until next time, so long, folks. Tell me more about how you hate old people. I don't hate old people. I just hate old people during education week. For someone who claims to not hate old people, you've been complaining a lot about old people for the past two days. For the last two days? What else have I complained about? Well, just the same thing just yesterday. Oh, just education week. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just more about the fact that they have like invaded campus and my parking, especially my parking.